Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Finks. We're back, man. Episode 221. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it. Recently, um, uh, I guess I don't know why it's front page news, but uh, Michael B. Jordan and his girlfriend, Lori Harvey, split up. And I guess uh, it, it sent shockwaves to Hollywood because that's what it's what's important to them, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know either one of them, so I'm not going to make any personal statements. I don't know them, but I, I'll, I'll talk around it. Um, basically, what I see is this. Lori is 25. And fucking Michael B is damn near my age. He's 35. And you might potentially have two people living in different phases of their life. Right? Mm-hmm. And Lori is fine as hell. Mm-hmm. But Lori doesn't need resources from another man. Right? Like, for Christ's sake, her fucking dad is Steve Harvey. So I think with her, what's going on is she is she may be in a very explorative like being a very explorative state where she's experiencing these men and using them for experiences, not using them for resources, but for experiences. Like she literally was with P Diddy and his son, a woman that would do some shit like that is exploring. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call her a hoe cause hoes fuck everybody. She's fucking all the niggas she wants to fuck. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's what makes this a lot different. Um, and, Michael B is in his late 30s, so I would assume maybe a guy like that probably wants something serious, and um, he might have chose the wrong woman, not because she's no good or she's a bad person. She's just not in a probably in a time in her life where she's ready to do that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes women don't admit this shit, but sometimes women get a dude that's good, that's ready to marry them and settle down, and they get cold feet and run the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Because they was like, I just thought I was having a good time. This is too much. I got to get out of here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, and they just they run right back to the streets. Yeah, you know, some sometimes some women got to be in the streets. And by the way, like I said once again, I'm not calling Lori Harvey a hoe. I don't know her like that. But what I will say is, a woman like that ultimately can become a great wife. And some people will say, like, how, bro? She's fucking everybody. How can she be a great wife? Because most people that go through these phases or whole phases or whatever you want to call them, once they get into something serious, they're not going to jeopardize that. They know what's out there. Yeah. You're better off having a woman that has these experiences. The deal breaker for me is her fucking with Diddy and his son. Like, that to me, that's a character issue. I don't know if I could... Like, if I'm a celebrity, I don't know if I can date anybody that's dated Diddy, personally. But Diddy got, he got a laundry list of women. He doesn't yeah. smack down. Oh, yeah. He got J-Lo, bro. Yeah, J-Lo. That's just like, that's old. That's years ago, though. Yeah. He done, he done added more notches to his belt. Right. You know, these days. Yeah, Cassie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, J-Lo, bro. That's crazy. He probably was eating ass before it was popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take that, take that, take that, take that, take that, take that. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody like, ain't nobody gonna take my pride. Mm-hmm. Hey, how that song go again? Can't I nobody forgot. hold me. Yeah, can't down. nobody hold oh, me no. down. Oh no, I got to eat J Lo's booty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think what you're right about Lori Harvey. She's young. She's like you said. She's twenty five years old. Right. And um, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know. T- to me, the word "hoe" is like 
it's a little um a little dated. It is a little dated, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, when we think about hoes and, you know, this is just uh um a younger version of myself when you think about um a woman that sleeps with a lot of men. Um I think that maybe I wouldn't use the word hoe, or if I would use the word hoe, it would be um non gender specific, right? Yeah. Because yeah. a guy that sleeps around, I think, is um equally is is a hoe yeah. as well. Whore, you know? whore the explorer. <laughs> Look, it's a dick. D I C K. Say it louder. <laughs> dick. <laughs> That's how Dora be doing it. Yeah. And this will say something in Spanish. Yeah. Espagado. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think that she's uh she she's she's just young and the thing about her is like she's a celebrity. Yeah. So the same person in your hometown is doing the same thing that has, exactly. you know, you know, all X amount of relationships with, with dudes in your hometown is it's no different than than what she's doing. Exactly. She's just doing it on a on a bigger scale. Exactly. I will say though, she seems to be like the catch. You mm, know. Yeah. She seems to be the, the person that people are happy to be in a relationship with because they it, from from at least from the pictures, like whatever she doing, like niggas be loving her. Oh yeah, and Michael B. Jordan got her all on the gram. Yep, and, you future know, even was like showing her out. Yeah, looking like a power couple. Yeah, people bringing her to red carpets and stuff like that. Um, yeah, people rapping about her in songs. So yeah, it's uh she got she she doing something right. Yeah, but yeah, I, I just think like you know that like that idea of being a hoe. I don't think she's a hoe. I just think she's a person that she probably uh. She probably just get what she want. And I think I think it kind of sucks, you know, just me thinking about it from a man's perspective. Um, and who knows what the what the actual breakup, the reason for the breakup, and we may never actually get that story. Um, but, you know, in terms of like a person that um, I, we have never seen Michael B. Jordan be publicly affectionate with any woman. You know what I mean? So I think that for him having her – like as his real, yeah. you know, real partner, and you know, putting her all on on Instagram. Wasn't he it, dating it, Snow Allegra though? No, he went with Snow Allegra. I thought he was. I don't know. Maybe like a behind the scenes thing, but yeah. she never. She he he's never posted no girl on his Instagram. Oh. Is what I'm saying. So for him to like for him to do that, you know, for Lori Harvey to be the only girl that has really ever seen the light of day. Um, I'm sure that meant something to him. Like he was trying to yeah. really build something, right? Really trying to, you know, potentially spend the rest of his life with her, and um, you know, so it it didn't work out, and it's it's kind of unfortunate. And if that is the case, to where he, you know, he was ready to, you know, start a family and all these different things, and she was not really, you know, in a in a time and space in her life where she wanted to do that. It's uh, this is kind of unfortunate for the guy, you know. To you know, I, I could imagine how uh, yeah. how that feels for him. I feel like Lori is a is, Lori is the female version of a player. Mm-hmm. That's what I take from her, and she like I mentioned, she doesn't need these guys' resources, but she's suffering from J Lo syndrome. I feel like she gets bored of men. I really think she gets bored of men, and she is the prize in each relationship she gets in. She even had future showing her off. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, I want you to take a picture with me. <laughs> I want you to get in the mirror real quick, take a picture." <laughs> Future Hendrix. <laughs> so if, if fucking Future is showing off, Lori Harvey, yeah, that means something. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the sex or if it's just her aura. Right. But she is and she fine as fuck, too. She's super fine. She get any dude she wants. Yeah. And the women that normally deal with these type of men will be begging to get kept. Mm -hmm. But she's leaving these niggas. Yeah. Think about that. Like Diddy, all of them. She's not begging them to stay. She's out the door. And you look at Michael B. Jordan, they got like these memes of him being sad or whatever. First of all, that's not funny. If he's really like sad, what's funny about a man being sad? Nothing. Like nobody takes us serious. Like mm-hmm. they want to cr- have memes about us when we cry and shit or we feeling sad. So that's not right. But I don't know, Lori, but I could just assume that she just right off living her best life again. She don't she don't strike me as the type that's like stressed out and sad all day. She strike me as a type that's looking for the next nigga. <laughs> you got you I mean, it's you gonna feel some type of emotions. Yeah. No matter if you hiding it or not, you know. I'm not saying she hiding it. I'm just saying that she probably numb to it. A woman that will do the thing she's doing, I don't see a, like I don't see like it kind of implies to me that I fuck Diddy and his son if I want to. I'll go over here and do this. I'll be with this person. Yeah. She was with Trey Songz. She was with all these different dudes. And it's not. And it's just because she wanted to experience it. Yeah. She ain't got Drake yet? Nope. That's probably going to be the next one. She's going to try to get Drake. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one. I think uh, probably a more a more realistic one is Jack Harlow. She's probably going to get Jack next. Mm-hmm. So who knows, man? Will it be you? Yeah. I think... <laughs> I think I don't I don't know I think that you know and I don't know she's not she's not a public figure really like she's not really You don't have to be when you're pretty. That's not what I'm saying. Let me finish my point. I'm saying <laughs> that she is like she she is um she has to be feeling the breakup is what I'm saying. But we will never really know because she's not really on the scene like that. Like you know the only time we really see or hear we don't even hear from her. People don't even know what her voice sounds like. But we just see her on Instagram. And, you know, yeah. Instagram is always going to be put together. Yeah. So um, who knows what that grieving process looks like. But Yeah, you never know. But what I'm saying is you don't have to be a public figure when you're pretty. You just get popularity from being hot. So she's Steve Harvey's daughter, and she's hot. Public figure automatically. That's how the Internet works. Yeah. Like if you – okay, you know the stuff we're saying right now? Mm-hmm. Replace us with two extremely hot chicks, and that changes the whole fucking platform. Yeah. You get two hot chicks with big titties saying the same exact shit and their numbers is way higher because they got something to look at. That's just how things work. So with with her, I'm trying to figure out what has she done significant in the world to change anything? The answer is fucking nothing. She's done nothing to change anything. She hasn't she doesn't run run some huge um uh freaking charity or we don't we don't know. She's just Lori Harvey. She literally gets by on being Lori Harvey. Yeah, that's just the name of the game. Like, you yeah. know, you got a last name like Harvey. It's, you know, you're going to be able to put yourself in position to, to do a lot of stuff. Yo, the funniest shit. I think somebody brought it up. I, I No, I think Charlamagne talked about it, about a meme. And it said, like, uh, Michael B. Jordan shaved his uh, mustache like Steve Harvey to get Lori back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, dude, fellas, any any guy in his mid-30s, when you're dealing with a chick that's young and you know of her past, I'm not saying to judge her for her past, but don't ignore it. 
Don't ignore it because you're a man in your mid to late 30s and you want to be you want something serious. Look at her and look at how she behaves and what she does. Not to judge her, but if you want to have fun, maybe go on some trips or just have really good sex, that's what Lori is good for. Lori is here for a good time, not a long time. Okay? 25 years old. Do you think the average woman, especially in today's world, is willing to give up everything at 22? I feel like, honestly, like, those habits never really die. Really? Like, when I hear Kim Kardashian say, like, she just hit up Pete Davidson because yeah, big she dick wanted energy. to get, yeah, That's she wanted she to get smashed. It's like, wow. That makes sense. It's Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. you know. So, I don't know. I, I just feel like if you have that... Those character traits. Sometimes it's a phase. Sometimes it's a lifestyle. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's also true, Keith, because we're creatures of habit. Yeah. And and who we are habitually over a certain amount of time is who we'll be regardless of how long we're married, how long we're off the market. There are some women that are not hoes, right? Check this out. And, and I don't know how many know this, but there are some women that when they're single, they're just sleeping around. They're just fucking all kind of people. Mm-hmm. And they get in a relationship and they take it serious. They don't cheat. They don't sleep around. They don't do nothing. But the only way they know how to be single is fucking everybody. Yeah. Because that's what they did beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are some women that I know right now. I'm not going to say no names. But they was married like 12, 13 years, get divorced, and they just back just going on a rampage. Mm-hmm. And it's just because, like, a lot of times you mentioned the habits don't always die. Mm-hmm. They kind of, they're just there. Yeah. You know? Look at look at uh, fucking Jeff Bezos and his girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez. Mm-hmm. She was trying to fuck, uh, uh, what's his name? Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio right in his face. Mm-hmm. And Leo was probably just minding his business and she was throwing herself at that guy. Yeah. This is not some habit she just picked up and, you know, today. That's Leo, though. She probably seen Titanic. She's like, she moist. Yeah, she was probably like, I would have never let you go under that water, Jack. <laughs> yeah. I never understood in Titanic, there was enough room on that fucking board for both of them. Yeah, it's and a he, movie. Yeah, women are so selfish, you just going to let the man just go in the, fr- in the freezing water. He could have been up there with you. Yeah. Never let me go, Jack. Kevin, okay, keeping you warm. You said what? He could have been keeping her warm. Yeah, he could have been keeping her warm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now that you look back at the movie, now you look at that big ass slab of wood she was floating on in the water. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yo, y'all both could have been like this. It didn't have to end that way. Yeah. Jack did not have to sink to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. I mean, it probably wouldn't have sold a billion dollars in the box office if they both was on the on the board. Yeah. You got to make sacrifices. Yeah, at the, you knew Jack was dead once the music came on, though. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. When I first seen it, I was like, wait, wait. He he had room to get on the fucking board. What's going on? Yeah. It wasn't one black person on that ship, bro. It wasn't, huh? Nah, bro. I mean, probably in real life either, you know? So, nah. At least it's realistic. If they was black, they probably worked like in the, in the middle of the boat or at the bottom, like doing some really grunt work. Also, niggas can't swim, so... They can't, you know, they ain't going, they ain't going out there. See what you try to do there, Key. Yeah. I seen it. <laughs> Strike. <laughs> nah. <laughs> can't be no worse than Horror the Explorer. Oh, that- <laughs> Horror the Explorer. <laughs> yeah. Going to the club tonight? Tequila. 
I think they have a live action uh, Dora the Explorer movie. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I wonder how that works. I don't know. Those Going to movie. drink mimosas. <laughs> Say it louder. My homie, I got a homie, Andre. Shout out to my boy, Dre. He said his daughter was watching Dora the Explorer when mm-hmm. she was real little. And Dora would be like, say it louder. And she would say it. And he's like, say it louder. It's like, I did say it loud. His daughter would be yeah, mad. Yeah. His daughter be mad at the screen. She don't realize that it's pre-recorded. Yeah. And <laughs> not really listening to her. <laughs> that was funny. Oh. Kids is comedy. The Mexican pizza hurt my stomach. <laughs> Caca. Say it louder. C-A-C-A. <laughs> Baños. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, there's that, man. Like, um, let this be a lesson to some of the guys in their mid to late thirties, uh, to be very selective and pay attention to the uh pay attention to the past. I'm not saying judge them for it, but pay attention to it because people don't just break out of those habits. I say if you give if you give Lori Harvey maybe eight years, she'd probably be a great wife. It's, I think it's tougher in those positions when you a guy like uh, um, just famous, and right. you get pretty much any woman you want to. Right. Um, you realize that you got a pass too. Like you mm-hmm. probably didn't smash as as Michael B. Jordan. You probably didn't smash every girl in Hollywood. Like you get, like you. I forget who was who was talking about it. Um, some actor. I forget who it was, but they were they were basically saying like how it was so much easier to get women after they uh, did a certain movie and they life like can change an instant. Like they did one mm-hmm. box office hit and then they could get any girl in Hollywood. So I can imagine a guy like Michael B. Jordan is like, well, you know, she, like Drake say, she got a pass and I do too. We perfect for each other. So, you know, if you Michael B. Jordan, it's like, I can't really judge a woman for doing X, Y, and Z when I done smashed this girl in this movie, this I think R&B singer, this person. The right biggest here. difference is the 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 attachment problem, meaning a lot of men can discern between I'm just sticking dick in these girls' mouths, and there's nothing else coming from this. Whereas there are some women who have been broken up with an ex for seven years and still have feelings for him. Like I think some women have different emotional attachments, so it's harder for a woman to live like a man, if that makes sense. Like there are some women like that. There are certain women that have the 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 male attitude, maybe like the Lori Harveys, who could just dump these niggas and move on. But it's a, it's harder. I've, I've what I've seen is harder for women to just get what they want and move on. Usually, there's some form of an attachment. Mm-hmm. Men can detach themselves, which means by the time they find a decent woman, they don't usually have too many hangups. But there are some women. I've literally heard women ask this question many times. Is it possible to love more than one person at the same time? I've heard that a few times. And it's yeah. because you love these two people because you were dealing with them probably around the same time. Sometimes I think that I think you can love two people at the same time. If you're selfish. I well, one, you can't really control how you feel about somebody. So say for example, like um you were married to somebody for so many years and that person just like cheated on you. Um, and you have, you built an entire life with this person. Mm-hmm. You may not love them. You may not be in love with them, mm-hmm. but that love that you had for an era of your life is probably always going to be there in some capacity. Past tense. Yeah. But I you s- still love them. 
Yeah, but there's a difference. Love is a concurrent action, meaning I love these two people. I don't know who to choose from. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. But yeah. you, you, you're not even if you bust your wife giving a BJ, you're still gonna love her. Yeah, you even even if you love her past tense, you don't just grow cold and just she's dead to me. You still you can't control that emotion, but it's not a concurrent feeling. It's past tense. Versus you got this new woman that's awesome. But there are some people that literally love two people at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're more or less to run into a woman who will have that situation when she has the type of lifestyle that Lori Harvey has. You know what I'm saying? Where she's dealing with Diddy, his dad. She's just very explorative. Mm-hmm. Very explorative. Usually that can not end very well. And I'm not trying to give men a pass. You know what I mean? But I just feel like as men, just the way a lot of men think. that I for sure know... One of my good friends, who shall not be named, was definitely in love with two people at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, he had like a girlfriend, and yeah, he had a whole whole situation. I don't. I just don't think men and women don't have the same access to each other. It's more. It's a lot more frequent and easy for women to have access to multiple men than the other way around. Men actually have to work, so it's much more of a. It's much more of commonplace to happen with women than men. Men pursue women, they don't pursue us, Verse, which is why it's much more prevalent with women. Not to say women are hoes, but it's much more likely to happen with them. Whereas men, they just seeing what they could get, and oftentimes they just get pussy. That's pretty much what they're getting. And then at the end of the day, if they find someone good, they might know it, they might not. I just, I just don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think that. You don't have to. Everybody else does, Keith. Okay. We're only two people on this podcast, <laughs> but I think that niggas be falling in love, bro. Like with, yeah. with like, and it it can obviously like you know as men we it we can maybe mask it as just like sleeping around, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of men do. But there are also a lot of men that be falling in love with with females and be like based off of casual sex, you know, the same way that it's happened to me know, before. Yeah, I, I I think that like, and I know not. I don't think that uh, that's ever happened to me personally, but I do know like a lot of guys. It's like, man, I re- I really like this person. They be laid up, and you know, and it don't be no real relationship, but it be like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of love in those situations. Yeah, it's happened to me more than once, like mm-hmm. probably like at least two times, where the chick was obviously in an explorative state, where she was probably sleeping around, mm-hmm. but me and her were cool. We had good rapport, laughing and stuff. I took that as more than what it was. And that was my mistake. Mm-hmm. But I start really, like, really caring about these, I won't say love, but it was le- getting there, mm-hmm. right? And the whole time I'm, like, trying to get closer to her in that way, she's still doing her thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, that's not to shit on women. That's just the fact. I'm sure there's a lot of other men that have had that happen. Yeah. You know? You falling in love with a woman that everybody has access to. You think it's a... Um you think it's a, a real love thing or maybe like lust? It's, it's not like a, it's not love or lust. It's infatuation. Infatuation. You're infatuated with the idea of this person for some reason. And, and here's the thing that I, I don't have an explanation for. Some people make you feel everything. Some people make you feel nothing. Mm-hmm. I've and, th- and I'm not trying to correlate it to looks, but I've had women who look really good that I didn't feel anything for in a romantic way. And I've had women that just were just regular everyday girls that I felt everything for. Yeah. So I'm, it never was tied to looks. It was just something, I don't even know how to really explain it, 
but it just they just make you feel everything. Looks just get you to the door. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, some people really, some people get infatuated with women or people because of how they look. Yeah, they become infatuated with the idea. Like, they figure they got the girl that looks good. That got them in the door. But then they start to develop all these false ideas of a person just because they want them to be that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want her to be like, I got to bring her home to my grandma. I want to show my mom and this and that. And it's like, bro, you don't need to bring that girl around your fucking family. Yeah. She's not going to be around. Yeah. You bring a girl like that around to your family, probably one of your cousins fucked her. Damn. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm pretty sure it's happened before. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, man. I think that what is it? What is the solution, though? Like as far as like, I guess any uh, I guess in advice from Michael B. Jordan, like when do you know if something is right? When do you know if it's real? When do you know if you should be posting these girls on your Instagram, you know, versus like having to delete all these pictures now? It's hard for me to say from his vantage point. Because I hate to say this, but Michael B. Jordan is a a, a very well-known actor, mm-hmm. very wealthy guy, really handsome dude. I don't live his life. Mm-hmm. Only he has an answer for that. And evidently, he didn't make the right choice. So I like I live my life as Eddie McGee. So I, I have my own, uh, I guess, metrics to determine when something like that would be appropriate. But a guy like that that could have any woman he wants, maybe that maybe that skewed his view. Maybe that skewed his view that he had a woman that probably didn't need any of his resources that was just there for him. In his mind, she's here for me. She's not trying to use me. Like the rest of these girls, they just want to be attached to me. But Lori seems different. You get what I'm saying? Like women would be dying to marry him. If Michael B. George said, would you marry me? They would be probably They would probably be trying to propose to his ass first. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But he proposed to her. And I don't know if this is first time proposing. I don't know his. I don't even know if that's real. I'm not going to put that out there. What? That he proposed to her. Well, they're saying that he was wanted to get married. Yeah. I'm just saying that's rumors, though. Like, yeah. But we just I'm saying we speaking speculatively. So I wouldn't yeah. say that definitively. Like he proposed to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But. I think I think um yeah it is but some sometimes it's just a vibe. I feel like at least for them they look like, you know, kind of like a like they just kind of got along. Who knows how they met, you know, it could have been a photo shoot or something like that. Um and they just kind of they just kind of clicked. And going back to what you were saying as far as just feeling something. It's probably the baddest women in Hollywood. He just feel mm-hmm. nothing. 100%. Yeah, and just what her it just seemed to be like something something kind of he, there was something there, and you know it just didn't work out, which is unfortunate. That and also this doesn't make Lori like a bad person. She's probably an awesome human being. Mm-hmm. That could be what made him get attracted to her, mm-hmm. you know. But fuck, man, I think that the biggest problem is is as I'll just speak for men, and I'm not trying not trying to blame Michael B. But we have to be more intentional behind the women that we choose to be in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like there needs to be real intention when you're almost forty years old. And you're dating a 25 year old chick. You need to use your life and go back 25, go back to when you were 25 and how serious you were about being married at that age. Just look at that. Look at the things you were doing at 25 mm-hmm. and versus being in your late 30s. Like, I feel like we start to have growth every five years. 
So from the age of 20 to 25, there's some growth there. From the age of 25 to 30, there's some growth there. From the age of 30 to 35, there's definitely some fucking growth there. She is 10 years behind you, bro. Yeah. 10 years. That's like, that's a whole nother phase of life. That's like, you know, let's get drunk tonight. Mimosa's on me every night. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. I guess, the, I mean, there's examples of that working. I guess it, it mm-hmm. just requires, like, a certain level of maturity from from that younger person. Because you think about, I think Jay-Z is, like, 12 years older than Beyonce or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but Beyonce kind of always has seemed, like, a little bit older, not looks-wise, but just she just seemed more mature. She's in the industry, than, too. Um, you know, than, than her age. And she's been in, you know, singing and stuff since she was a teenager. Right. So, you know... Um, and she, you know, sometimes it'd be, it'd be a situation where on a certain level, you guys are like, um, have a little bit of the same maturation. Cause a lot of times a girl may be more emotionally mature than, and then the guys like maybe like, um, like business wise and, you know, he's a certain business acumen that may yeah. be a little bit more mature and then they kind of could balance each other out. But yeah, I mean, it, it just seemed to work out for them, at least. I think that that's an outdated narrative with women now, because I think women are becoming a lot more immature now. I think that, like, especially in, in the past, I feel like back then, there would be a woman that was, like, 21 and would be dating a guy that was, like, 35. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that also happened due to the fact that back then, men were the breadwinners. So a lot of younger women, it was norm. It was very commonplace to see young women with older guys. Yeah, and they they grew up fast because especially society expected women to be moms or stay at home moms and all of this. But a lot of women are not. They're shifting from that role. Mm-hmm. But now we live in a time where you'll see a woman that's thirty six that's posting thirst traps. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like this, this is not definitely not a general statement. Yeah. I just think for me when I when I'm talking about their Jay Z and Beyonce's relationship, Jay Z right. mentioned that. Um, Beyonce was teaching him stuff about spirituality and, mm-hmm. you know, I think she might have been one of the proponents in helping him seek therapy and stuff like that. So, obviously, it takes a certain a certain type of woman. This is not across the board. Mm-mm. But she just seemed like a person that, you know, she she had a little bit more of a grasp on um, her emotions than, than probably Jay-Z did. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe that also they both were in the industry. So, that, that actual similarity was more powerful than what you would think. So you, you're kind of forced to grow up a little bit faster when you're in the industry, even if that age, even if you have an age gap, that's the main thing bringing you two together. You both exist in the same workspace. Yeah. So that in itself is different. I don't know if Jay-Z could have that same type of relationship with a woman that has no fucking clue about what's going on. Like Beyonce is B. She didn't even got, you ain't got to say her whole name. She owns the letter B. That's just nuts. Yeah. Right. Not literally. But mm-hmm. you, know, <laughs> you when you're that massive and Jay-Z is that massive, you are fucking Goliaths that exist on opposite so, opposite genres. Mm-hmm. So that's where you also uh, connect, because even back then, Beyonce was a force mm-hmm. like when they first met. Mm-hmm. So and Jay-Z was a force. Mm-hmm. And now it's even it's even more undeniable how powerful they are with their platforms Mm -hmm. so i think having somebody that's like a fucking lioness you know what i mean yeah you dating a woman like that that's a that's a whole you gotta you gotta play up to her speed brother Mm -hmm. but 
Yeah, that's neither here nor there. Got ain't got nothing left on this Michael B. Jordan stuff. Let's pray for that guy, man. Um, he might he might need a prayer, but really not. He's probably getting a blowjob right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, she left me, man. <laughs> Girl down there. Oh, that's messed up. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, switching gears. Nasty pools in Las Vegas. Um, recently, they uh, they conducted a study on you know those pools you see everybody in and they're playing a, the techno music and it's. Basically, these clubs that have pools in there, these big pool parties all over Las Vegas. And mm-hmm. you, you see everybody having a great time in the water, and you hear that techno, uh, what's that, what is it, like that? And everybody's having a blast, mm-hmm. not realizing they are playing in a pool full of shit. Water samples from pool parties at Las Vegas casinos reveal medical nightmares lurking in the water. Uh, if you've ever been to Las Vegas pool party at any of the major clubs, chances are you spent a fortune, had a great time, and the water was questionable. Some of some of the most fun days I've ever had in Las Vegas were at pool parties. But it's deeply disturbing how the water turns green throughout the day. I won't name the club, but a few years ago, me and a, me and the fellas had a cabana to see Tiesto at the Las Vegas pool party, and when we arrived, the pool was clean and blue. But as the day, as the day wore on, and hundreds, thousands of people started drinking, and inevitably began peeing in the pool, the water turned green as if the golf course, uh, golf course pond. It was oh nasty. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, there was a couple places that did some testing. Inside Edition recently tested the pool part, the pool water, at three popular Las Vegas day clubs: Marquee Daylight Beach Club and Tau Beach Daylight Club. Daylight had a massive total bacteria count of 100 million. Uh, E. coli fecal bacteria was found foam and foam floating throughout the pool. So there was foam and there was shit in the foam. Mm -hmm. Folks, you got to understand that where there's people, there'll be shit. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's it's nuts. And it's really nasty to see. All the people just in there. And you also, you don't know what everyone's hygiene's like. Mm-hmm. And there's some people that be having sex in that pool. Mm-hmm. So here's the worst part. Let's say a guy goes and puts a condom on. Because when you're drunk, especially when you're young and dumb and drunk, you're doing very questionable things. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a dude that's sliding a condom on underwater, right? Mm-hmm. He's getting the bacteria in his fucking pee hole. And then now he's having sex with this chick and he's shoving Dirty water in her freaking uh, baby maker, right? Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> and it's just nasty. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's 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 just bad news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I I, I have been to um, the Caesar's Palace, like a little pool party at the Caesar's Palace, and that's something you don't really. I feel like a lot of times when um, when you're out in Las Vegas and you just trying to have fun, um, you. Um, you kind of know the risks that are involved with with these situations. You understand that it's two hundred people or whatever at this pool party, um, and you understand that it's a lot of bacteria being exchanged. Um, but you don't want to think about it because it would just turn you off. You know, it's just it's one of those things. But I I think that um, it is important to be mindful of of what's going on because this is a uh, this is very disturbing to know that it's just doo doo floating around, um, and people peeing and people peeing in the pools, and 
yeah, this is is a is a disgusting experience for sure. R. Kelly has entered the chat. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to be rude, but I love the chilling pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Las Vegas Raider Nation, I'm all about that urination. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is still peeing in pools. That's crazy. Cancel R. Kelly, man. <laughs> Yo, I forgot who it was. I was listening to a podcast. No, I think it was my stupid ass that said it. I was playing around. We were saying something. I was like, free R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And you started dying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Yo, I just it just popped up on the news today that they're supposed to be giving him 25 years. He already got um he already got sentenced. Are you sure? Because I just seen like two different articles. Oh, he might not have got sentenced yeah, yet. Yeah, said 25 years. Said he's yeah, I think he's waiting 20. on it since. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. He gonna be in. He gonna be in. Like, give me that toot toot. Give me some of that pee pee. Yeah, it's a rough time for for him. I could imagine, like, you know, they got him PC'd up somewhere. Got him PP'd up. <laughs> he and instead of protective custody and uh, uh, protective <laughs> protective P. <laughs> this nigga was the first person to ever push be pushing P before it even <laughs> became a cool thing. <laughs> That's crazy, man. And I gotta get him on the remix. Oh, they got to get a push and pee. <laughs> yeah, push and pee. Turn me up. <laughs> Turn me up, P. Now, they can make a fire push and pee remix, especially because they both going to be in prison. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah, they more or less like pushing, pushing C, <laughs> pushing commissary. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That's not funny to laugh at somebody in prison, but dude, look. If you've done anything to incriminate yourself and you're actually guilty of the crimes, then it's like you can't be mad at anybody but you, man. It yeah. sucks. Yeah, they're going, uh, they going crazy in, in Atlanta on those uh, racketeering cases and stuff like that. Yeah, I think just in general, but I, I'm, uh, they, the, I guess the judge had mentioned they were trying to get these people off the streets. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I wonder, I think Gunna might get lesser charges probably. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about his involvement but he he was denied bail too so i wonder what this is going to do to his career what he's going to talk about um probably not much different i I mean if anything if he gets it out it i imagine it would be you know more clout you know how it is like ti go to prison and you know he got a number one album in prison lil wayne you Mm. know becomes a little bit more popular when he get out of prison stuff like that i just thought about it lil wayne was never really talking about anything he just was a dope lyricist but he never was talking about shit yeah he didn't have no real substance in most of his in most of his music yeah he just rapped good yeah that's it mm-hmm whoa chemo side baby he was going crazy during that mixtape era yeah, he was the one leading the charge, bro. All those dedications, and dedications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot which one it was. I don't know if it was. It wasn't dedication too. Mm-hmm. It was no ceilings. Mm-hmm. Remember that song? Um, uh, all we do is shop until we drop. Uh, 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 all mm-hmm. we do is shop until yeah. we drop. That shit used to go in. Yeah, yeah, Lil Wayne, man, that guy's. I think he's only thirty nine. I don't even think he's forty yet. Uh, I mean, he started so young. He's fucking he was crazy. a teenager when he was running around with. Uh, hot boys and whatnot. Lil Lil Wayne looks like stir fried shit, man. You see, <laughs> you see his dreadlocks? Yeah, he's losing his hair. Yeah, shit is yeah, nuts. He has so many tattoos. He just looks pretty crazy. Yeah, he looks like fucking. 
He looks like I don't know, man. He just looks like he looks like a hate crime. Like somebody just beat his ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All that lean and stuff. I just you know I don't know. He's like, uh, I, uh, it doesn't matter what I have in my cup, KD. Yeah. You seen that interview? Mm-hmm. He's like, so what's in your cup? Whatever's in this cup has made me more awesome and made me more <laughs> money than anybody my age. And I've been rapping for this many years, so it's my cup. Yeah. I'm like, dude, somebody get this guy some help. Some, he need to breathe when he talk. Yeah, he don't breathe. He's like, yeah, man, you know, it's kind of tough coming up. Yeah, moolah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> He, you remember that rock out? I think he, I don't know if he had a rock album that came out. Yeah, it was. Uh, I forgot what it's called. One song was called Prom, the Queen. Prom Queen on there. Yeah, yeah, that one was kind of cool though. Mm-hmm. He didn't really ever learn how to play guitar, but he would like. You always had a, nigga always had a guitar, never learned how to play. Yeah, it was like it was somebody behind the scenes playing, and he would just yeah. be like acting like he was playing instead of using the car the, the guitar. He just used his voice and make uh make fucking sound effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I I say uh, Wayne had it unlocked from like two thousand and five. To like 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say like right around there, Lil Wayne had it like, yeah, he had it on lock. Cause 10, that's when the new, that's when, that's when Drake started Drake, coming out and shit. Cole, Kendrick, those, that's when they really started like becoming the new, the new guys. But yeah, yeah I would say that. They really came on in 11, but they started, mm-hmm. they just started really coming out in late 10. Mm-hmm. Drake came out before them. Yeah. I, he did, but I think they all popped around the same time. Yeah. Like, they was all, because, I think, yeah, I would say, I think Kendrick, I think Section 80 was out around, like. 11. The, it came out in 11? hmm Yeah, because he was, uh, I seen him on tour when I was, after I graduated high school. Um, and then he kind of, like, Good Kid, Mad City came out a few years later. That was it. But, yeah, then he was out of here. He was out of it. Oh, uh, me and my niggas how to get it, you bitch. Yeah. That's when I was knew he was out of there. Yeah. It was <clears> over <throat> after that. Yeah, we just jumped off the pools. But yeah, the pools are nasty, man. Be aware. You go out there, you have a good time, and you're out there in those nasty ass pools. Uh get out the pool. <laughs> get out that fucking pool. Or get in it early when they first open up and it's blue. And then once a bunch of people show up, get the fuck out the pool. Get out of there. Get out of Dodge. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. There's not enough chlorine to kill all those bad germs. It's just so many people, man. Like, you know, there's no way. There's no way to really keep it clean. It just doesn't really make sense. Like, I'm not going to say any names, but there was an an employee. I'm not going to say if he was past or present. But there's somebody that, you know, when you get on the truck after this guy, you smell body odor. Mm Mm-hmm. Some people leave a smell when mm-hmm. they get out of a seat. You ever seen somebody like that? Yeah, that's disturbing. Like they get out of the seat and then now you smell it. You like, I'm sitting in the smell now. What is it? What is it? Can you describe the smell? It's a mixture between bad hygiene, um, uh, a manifestation of farts, um, mm. dirty underwear, and mm. not taking a shower for a few days, probably. Mm. You want to know, like, there's some people that don't take showers, bro. Mm-hmm. They literally don't. 
if if I skip a day and I don't skip days, but let's just say, for example, I go to sleep and I don't shower at night and then yeah. I wake up the next morning. Yo, your balls be on another level, bro. Stanky, huh? Your balls be like low key stank junior. Yeah. Like I, they don't be like stanking, stanking, but they like level one. Mm-hmm. So I shower every day for that reason. I couldn't imagine like uh, it, you also like have like hygiene things. Like you get rashes and stuff if yes. you're not taking showers. But yeah, I, I know some. There's some bigger people. Oh my god! Like they got different different scents. Um, yeah, the one one of the ones that's most disturbing is like a sour smell. Yes, it's like a, some big some big people be having like sour smells. I've also maybe um, some girls with like big titties. This is completely off different. Like, you better hurry situation. up and get it out, Keith. Um, They're waiting on it. Girls like bigger titty. <laughs> like if you got double D's, like it's a lot of sweat and stuff. Yeah. So like the day can like be the the scent from the day can be cuffed underneath your titty. Ooh. And sometimes, you know, I've smelled that before. Oh, really? You mm-hmm. know what I don't like at all? And women need to stop doing this shit. Don't you dare, especially the big breasted ladies. Don't you dare take something out of your bra and try to fucking hand it to me. Mm. You don't like that? Hell no. Yeah. You try to give me a soggy $5 bill. Here, pay with this. <laughs> I can't use that fucking wet ass $5 bill now. <laughs> it's soggy? That's gross. Your titty has marinated this fucking $5 bill. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Just put that shit back in there. Yeah. Yo, it's some girls that are so well endowed in that area that they could put whole bottles of alcohol in their shirt before they go to the club. Really? Yeah, because at, like women with huge breasts always sneak in alcohol in the clubs and you mm. can't do anything about it because um like the 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 freaking security can't like search you like that. Mm-hmm. They and they don't search women. Mm-hmm. So they just go in the club with big old bottles. Yeah. And it's like, damn. You you never seen that before? No, I never Bro, seen I've that. been in the club many times and seen some girl with ginormous breasts, and they just pull out a whole bottle of fucking tequila. You'd be like, God damn. That's crazy. This is, what's going on here? That's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want somebody to chime in on that, because I know they fucking seen That's, it. Some of, one of the listeners might have done it before. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I got big titties. I do it all the time. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I, I'm impressed. It's <laughs> 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 a way to save money. Yep. Mm-hmm. They just go to the store and be stealing everything. Mm-hmm. You got watermelons in your bra and shit. <laughs> you got fruit cups and shit just all in there. And then nobody going to, security ain't going to check it. Yeah. Yo, it was a lady. I think it was, I forgot what it was on. It was on Cops, I think. Mm-hmm. This dude was stealing a bunch of meat. Mm-hmm. He had meat. He put meat in his sweatpants. He had uh, meat in his underwear. He had meat all over his body. Yeah. And he was like, hey, put the meat back now. He's like, what meat? I ain't got no meat. And then they pull the shirt off and just meat start falling out. Like, like steaks. in packages? Or yeah, what? packages, steaks mm-hmm. and all kind of shit. I'm like, bruh, just throw all that shit out. Yeah, that's kind of weird. If y'all put that shit back on there, y'all should have just let him go. I don't want no armpit sweat on mine. Yeah. So. I don't want no steak with nuts on it. Yeah, that's not that's not a good look. You marinated the, the steak in nut juice <laughs> all over the goddamn steak. Just let the guy leave. <laughs> I remember back in the day, there was people that used to boost or steal from stores, and this mm-hmm. is what they would do. They would get a cart, right? They would fill it full of shit, and then they would just run out the back door. The alarm would go off, and they mm-hmm. would just be running out the back door with a cart full of shit. 
Yeah. Nobody would stop him? No. Well, they probably would try to, but they would be gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Toys R Us was a hot spot. They used to steal from there all the time. Yeah. They'd be selling stuff. And there was some dudes that'd be selling meat. They'd be stealing from stores. They're like, hey, man, I got some big steaks. Only five bucks for all these steaks. We're talking about, like, fucking $30 worth of food. They should, You know what they should do really is, is more like they got to – I think there's a better way to do the emergency exits. Like, I don't know. How, it's an emergency exit, so it has to be, you know, you have to be able to run through it. Yeah. But – I don't know. They could they could figure out a way where it's like technically locked until it, there's uh, an actual an emergency, an emergency uh, going on. I think it is locked. Like at Planet Fitness, that back door got a thing on it. It got like a bar on it. But you can't lock an emergency exit. That's a lawsuit. It's mm. like fire hazards and stuff. Mm. But like at at those like TJ Maxx and Marshalls and all that. Like that's the that's the game, right? You rock around a little bit. Mm. You kind of like try not to look too suspicious, and then you just jet out of the uh, emergency exit. Yeah. Then I can't do nothing about it. They just act like, hey, get back here. And then you know, <laughs> jog over there. <laughs> hey, where are you going, kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to stop him. He ran too fast. Exactly. That job ain't paying those guys nothing. Just let that just let those fucking kids run out with the shit, man. Yeah. I remember some dude was stealing from Sears and I just let him walk I let him run right by me. Mm-hmm. And then loss prevention was like, Why'd you let him get away? I was like, I'm not stopping that nigga. Yeah, I'm This is what, two thousand and six? I'm like, man, y'all pay me eight fifty an hour. I'm not about to stop this nigga from running out the store. Nah, yeah, not not me. Hell no. He was like, Oh, thanks a lot. I'm like, dude. And you know it's like twenty bucks or maybe how much do you think he stole? Uh, I don't who the dude. Yeah, I don't know what he stole. Oh, okay. Like, but he was running out that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And then one day, one day they literally busted this girl stealing some shit, but she had stole from like three other stores in the mall. Mm-hmm. And when they when they took all of her stuff and the police got there, this girl had a fucking dildo in there. Nah, I swear, bro, she had a bit. It was a big ass dildo, and she was little. Stealing a dildo is crazy, Bruh, I'm like, yo. Like, that was wild. And we, everybody was laughing, taking pictures of it and shit. This is like 2000, 2007. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, bro, you still, in, that's wild. That fucking, she stole from that store Spencer's. She stole from that store Hot Topic mm-hmm. that was there back in the day. And she stole from somewhere else. And then she stole out of Sears. Mm-hmm. And when they emptied out her pockets, they found a motherfucking sex toy. That's crazy. I don't know if it was a joke or it was like a, a, a stealing a gag gift or she was like finna use that motherfucker. She was probably gonna use it. That's wild. Probably to relieve the stress of stealing. What? It's to relieve the stress of stealing. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, the police were after me today. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna steal nothing for a minute. You put that big motherfucker in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yo! It's been some like uh, uh, conversations going around, like joking conversations around. It's this sex toy that looked like a flower. You seen mm-hmm. it? It's like a rose, mm-hmm. and supposedly it's a rose, but it's got like suction on it, mm-hmm. to where it's like, uh, it's like suction while it's vibrating. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, we're not gonna be able to please these women in twenty twenty three. Yeah, man. My dick ain't got no suction action. <laughs> <laughs> no suction qualities. That motherfucker be like. <laughs> it's like a dick in a mouth. Like, yeah, it's like, come yeah. on, man. We can't do anything with that, man. Yeah. Like, like our, our like what's crazy is, it's like we're becoming like, our dicks are like dinosaurs now. 
Facts. It's like they done upgraded to Tesla and we still driving the fucking. Oh, for sure. We got Toyota Tacomas and they got a goddamn Tesla. Yeah. All we got is like passion. That's it. Like you can't really, you can't really like uh, replicate the passion. Yeah. I don't even think, you know. I don't think women are that impressed by our penises, bro. I think Mm. it's just like. Like the touch and stuff. It is the, all that. The, it's the extra stuff, stuff around it. Yeah, the expression sure. and all that, and the hugging and it's all that. Mm-hmm. But as far as like pleasure, they don't even need us for that no more. Not at all. I don't need a woman either. So just so, <laughs> so y'all don't feel special out there. Saying right here, dummy. Well, Keith got that suction. <laughs> 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 they don't make no yo. They ain't got no inventions for men. They just like you. Just all you got is lotion, cuz yeah. Well, that's not true. They I got the uh, got the um, fleshlights and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I just think as a man, I don't know if I don't know. I I, I don't feel like it's the same. Like if you nah. if you a guy with like real personal sex toys, you kind of looked at it as a weirdo, right? But every girl got some type of yes, they do. You know, sex yep. toys. Yeah, you know, and it's not even looked at. That's the we got to destigmatize male um, sex toys, man. I don't know, though. I don't know what type of toys we need. I'm going to tell you something. I think this is just me on a limb. I say at least, I'm going to say, this is lowballing it, Keith, and I'm probably wrong. I'm going to say 68% of women have sex toys. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. So I say mm-hmm. about 68% of women got to have some type of sex toy. Mm-hmm. Even the ones listening right now is like, you don't know us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I think I think sex toys are important, too, because it kind of keeps you from, like, having sex with the wrong niggas. Oh, women, yeah, women. Yeah. yeah that's when true. you realize, like, you could just do that yourself, then you won't be having. There's some women. women. Yo, there's some women out there that just they don't sleep around. They just mm-hmm. they just. Get home, focus on whatever business they're doing, and watch their favorite show, drink a bottle of wine, and then pull that goddamn flower out. Yeah. That motherfucker be on. <laughs> Go right to sleep, too. Yeah. You, if you if they forget to turn that motherfucker off, it probably sound like a washer and dryer in there. <laughs> you know the Mama, are you washing clothes? <laughs> no, the worst is... Uh... <laughs> The words, you know how the, the Netflix, like, is you still watching? Uh-huh. You know what I think? Imagine doing that when you just using your dildo. Like, you in the middle of Ozark, and it's just like, are you still watching? <laughs> you still playing with your pussy in there? <laughs> <laughs> you done with that toy yet? That was crazy. They got they to set up a feature to where if you still got that toy after a couple of hours, they just call the ambulance. <laughs> just call the goddamn police. <laughs> All right, okay. sw- switching gears. Um, man accidentally breaks into an apartment and cleaned it. Um, the backstory behind this is uh, the guy is a uh, professional cleaner. He has a cleaning business where he goes into homes and obviously you set up an appointment and whatnot, and he goes and he deep cleans your house. <clears throat> man accidentally breaks in the breaks into and cleans the wrong apartment. Um, a New Jersey couple came home to find someone had broken into their condo and cleaned it. It turned out a man looking to clean his friend's place had simply entered the wrong house. Uh, Luis Angelo Angelino III works a nine to five job, but cleans friends houses for extra money on the side. Once a messy kid, he, he says cleaning is like therapy. Now it's just very satisfying. And it, and it really helped me with my mental health and everything, because if, 
you're in a clean environment, your mind is clean. That is a very good point. That is very true. Um, Angelino showed up at the address of uh, of what he thought was his friend uh, Mark's condo in Cherry Hill. Um, he was told the key was under the mat, and there was a key. There was a key. He turned uh, the, on music, worked for a few, or worked for two hours, and fell in love with two cats, Mary and Baby. But then he got a call from Mark. Mark's like, "Hey, did you come to come today? Did you clean?" Angelino said. I'm in your living room waiting on you to walk in. I'm playing with your cat. <laughs> he goes, man, I don't have a cat. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so basically this guy, um, he went and picked up the key underneath the mat, but the, another neighbor that was right next to him also had a key underneath the mat. Mm-hmm. Yo, I would be bugging out, dog, if I came off of work and everything is perfect, organized, everything's everywhere, everything's wiped down, smells like bleach. I would be bugging. Like, who the fuck broke in my house and made it perfect? Yeah, normally people steal stuff. You just cleaned up my house. Yeah, I'm like, who the fuck did this? I owe you money. That would be a cool, like, imagine, you know, you have this, like... Uh, a clean bandit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, a, a guy... <laughs> it could be, like, a little movie or something like that. Maybe a guy that was once upon a time, like, stealing and robbing and stuff like yeah. that. Like, he, he kind of, you know... Uh, righted his wrongs by breaking into people's houses yeah. and cleaning up. Yeah. You know what? You know the ultimate, the ultimate, like, um, not not superhero, but he's like a almost like a vigilante, but he's not like a man. You seen that show Hoarders? Mm-hmm. What if like the person that's hoarding in their house they leave for like eight hours, and mm-hmm. then he breaks into your back window and he cleans everything. Yeah, he just cleans, he mops, he cleans everything, and then the hoarder comes home like, no. Yeah, that's not a good thing for the hoarders because they like, where's my pizza that I ate two years ago that I left the pizza box right here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yo, that show Hoarders is wild. Mm-hmm. It was the episode I seen, bro, and I was fucking dying. This dude, they were they were picking up a bunch of shit, and um, he had some sodas that had been expired for over like two to three years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he said, you got these old sodas here? And then uh, he's like, it's like, I feed them to the dogs. And he said, you know that this is expired for five years? The dogs love it. I, I was like, bro. Wait, he's, he's, he's giving soda to dogs? Yeah, expired soda. That's wild. Fucking three to five years old. And the lady was like, oh, my God. Nah. You give expired soda to dogs? Yeah, and they love it. I mean, the, the expired is one thing, but just giving soda to dogs is wild to me. Them dogs inside is probably all fucked mm-hmm. up. They'd be like, Rover, come here. Rover. <laughs> Rover. I can imagine a type of gas and doo-doo coming out of the dog from drinking that old soda. You know what? I, I don't know why I thought about this. Literally Friday, I did something that I have not done in probably 15 years. And this is no bullshit. I got an Arizona fruit punch. How was it? The, you know the 99 cent mm-hmm. tall cans? Mm-hmm. I got one, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't ever get it because they're so fucking loaded with sugar. But I said, you know what? Let me have a treat. Fuck. Yeah. It tasted phenomenal. Yeah. Right? And on the front, it said no artificial flavors. Mm-hmm. Right? All natural. Mm-hmm. I turned that motherfucker around, and the first ingredient was high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, I ain't lying. Y'all lying, but that, <laughs> that was some good fructose. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that must be hidden, especially like if you. The, the they taste the best, it's, you know. Depend like definitely when they cold and it's hot outside. Mm-hmm. But also you got to be a little bit dehydrated. 
because it'd be a little bit more sweeter when you dehydrate. No, I didn't need to be dehydrated. It was just mm. good. It, yeah. just, it just tasted really good. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had it on some ice, so it mm-hmm. tasted really good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, shit was fucking sugary as fuck. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. But, yeah, I just thought it was a funny uh, feel-good story of a guy that was just doing a job, and mm-hmm. he ended up being a hero. But uh, to extend the story, the people that he accidentally cleaned the house, they paid him. Yeah. Which was I think was really cool. Yeah, imagine doing all that for free. That would have sucked. Yeah, but it, like if I made that mistake, I wouldn't expect him to pay me nothing. I'd be like, hey, man, I'm sorry I was in your house. My name is James or whatever. Hey, I yeah. apologize. You know, and I would walk off not expecting any payment. Mm-hmm. But just imagine, imagine, okay, look, here's the, here's the best. Imagine if it was a single mother, right? And mm-hmm. she's super busy all fucking day with her kids and work and shit. Now she's got to go home and clean. Mm-hmm. And then the wrong, then this guy breaks into your house and cleans your whole fucking house. Yeah. Yo, we should write, we should write a, like a real comic book based on that. Yeah, that'd be fire. He'd be like the fucking, like a, almost not even, I guess like a superhero almost, mm-hmm. you know, dishes are dirty. I'll be there. And then instead of like the bat signal, um, they it'd just be a bottle of lemon pledge. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Consuela was just busting in every house. I clean, I clean everything. Nah, that would be fire. Lemon pledge. <laughs> yeah. Who is who is his uh who would be like the supervillain? Uh the supervillain would be Ooh, that's a good one. Like what the guy like that's trying to stop him from cleaning? I guess the guy is just making all the houses dirty. I guess <laughs> I don't know. They just, fighting over who can keep a house clean or something. Uh, I probably just have to be like you know, no, I probably have to be like a man in a back alley that sleeps in a trash can. Mm. You think you you can defeat me, clean man? <laughs> you think you can throw me away like the trash? <laughs> I'll never let you clean again. <laughs> On the next episode of Clean Man. <laughs> Clean Man. Clean Man. Clean Man. That was crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was like Captain America or some shit? Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, Lemon Pledge. <laughs> D- no, Lemon Pledge. <laughs> Dishwasher. Uh, what the fuck is it? Uh, uh, you talking about Captain Planet? Yeah, but it'd be instead of Captain Planet, it would be like. You got to say Clean- Captain America. Huh? You said Captain America. No, oh, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Instead, of, instead of like Captain Planet, mm-hmm. it would be like all cleaning items. Mm-hmm. It'd be like dishwashing liquid pledge. No, nah, maybe it'd be like the Power Rangers. Was that? And then they just kind of like transform into this ultimate cleaning machine. They just turn into one big ass mop. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like Don. <laughs> <laughs> Ajax <laughs> uh, OxyClean <laughs> No for OxyClean It's gonna be that dude That come out OxyClean Slap it on Put it on Put it away You'll never have to worry About a dirty job again Get it on in there And spin it around For about 15 minutes Call now for a limited supply With a free shipping And handling <laughs> oh man, that's comedy. Yeah, dude's name was Willie Mays. I think his name was that yeah, passed away. Yeah, yeah. He was the best fucking OxyClean guy ever. Yeah, he'd sell anything. He'll sell anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's that's nuts. Mm-hmm. He could sell kryptonite to Superman. <laughs> kryptonite? <laughs> do you do you need kryptonite in your life? <laughs> 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 
I think that they did that shit to save commercial time. Yeah, they had to squeeze all that in there. You know who does that, which is extremely weird, is uh, Rory and Maul. What do you mean? They have ads on their podcast, um, and it'll be like, I don't know what there's, maybe like a mental health thing. Oh, and at the end, it's jammed. And they just like, but it's not them. You know, because on the, on the, uh, on the infomercials and stuff like that, those are actually people that can talk very fast. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of Buster Rhymes I could read really good. Um, but the Roy and Maul, they're like speeding it up, like, you know, artificially. <clears throat> oh. It's kind of weird. I didn't know that they was talking that fast. Mm-hmm. They really be talking that fast? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. I thought they was speeding it up. Mm-mm. I mean, there's some people that could talk that fast. Yeah. Twister. Mm-hmm. Bone Thugs. Mm-hmm. I remember one time uh, they said... Uh, 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 like they told people to recite the <clears throat> words for Bone Thugs, and people really try to act like they know what the fuck Bone Thugs was saying. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what they were saying. Yeah, like you besides need a lyric printout. Yeah, besides I'm gonna miss everybody <clears throat> or my uncle Charles. Besides that, I know nothing. Yeah, that was only two. Me funny, me rose I'm in the seventh. I still don't know what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They make good music, but I just don't know the words. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Shout out to Bone Thugs. Mm-hmm. All right, switching gears, man. Um, this happened to me recently. Um, basically, I got off of work um, a few days ago or Friday night, and I got off kind of late, but I wanted to stop by the store to grab some shit on the way home. So I make it to the checkout line, and as I'm there, me and this chick start hitting it off in the line. <clears throat> We're talking. She's pretty attractive. Nice little body on her and shit. And as the conversation progresses, she's like, yeah. Because she looked at my hat. I had a Dodger hat on. She's Mm -hmm. like, is you a Dodger fan? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I love baseball. I play softball, whatever. I'm like, oh, this is cool. So it's basically, you know, when you're talking to somebody and it's leaning towards like this attraction both ways. You guys are both sharing information. And then she just lands this. I don't even want to call it a bombshell, but she just says something so nonchalantly. That it kind of like made me just like not deal with her. She just said, "Yeah, I love going to Sam Lynn or you know uh, going to uh, the batting cages to blow off some steam. You know, it keeps me from going back to jail. You know what I mean?" <laughs> and I was like, "You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. I don't go to jail." But I didn't say that. I was just like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool." Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was just like, "Hey, well, you know, hey, you have a good night." And she's like, "Um, all right, you too." And then she left. Mm-hmm. But. The reason why I bring this up is because most men get so distracted by women with nice asses and titties that that would have not been a deal breaker for them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to judge a woman for her past. Who knows why she went to jail? I don't want to judge her for that. But at the same time, you don't always want to stick around for that because two weeks later, you'll be like, ha, oh, she stabbed me. Ha. Oh. Yeah. It's like, bro. She basically already told you she didn't want to go back to jail. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, you know, she kind of let that be known that she goes to jail a lot. Mm-hmm. And you stuck around. And this is the problem with a lot of men where men will, like, either they're attracted to these type of women or they don't have any standards and they will allow any red flag as long as the chick is hot. Yeah. This happens far too often, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we definitely got to, like... See the signs, even even if it's a casual thing. Yeah, like, you know. Yep. One, there's a person that would like fall in love with her and marry her, and she'd be like a abusive girlfriend. Probably um, that's one thing. But 
um, even bringing that that energy into your house and it's too much. just into your life is it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I think uh, I think the older you get, you start to become more mindful of like even your 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 casual partners, and you know, like you like I said before. Bringing that energy into your house, because even with even with somebody casual, you want a little rapport. You want to right. be able to kick it, chop it up a little bit, like, and you don't want to be arguing with somebody that you just like casually having sex with. Right, this is like a waste of a waste of time. Y'all right? shouldn't be arguing. Y'all should just be fucking. Yeah, and talking about do- the Dodgers and then getting on with your life. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, what? <clears throat> like, if, if like so many men that don't have any kind of standards. Like they'll just be, they'll just like, oh, that ain't no big deal. She's a woman, she can't hurt me, bro. These women will fuck you up, bro. Yeah, for sure. They will fuck you up somehow. Mm-hmm. Even like, even like, if she's been in a lot of street fights in her life, and she fought in jail too, bro, mm-hmm. she might stab you, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I was like, nah. Yeah, that's crazy. I wish she would have got more information. It was no more information to get, Keith. I just got my snacks and left. Yeah, I mean, just for <laughs> podcast purposes, I just want to know why she went to jail. I don't think she did. No, I don't think that I would have. It would have been smart for me to get more information because I would have fucked her. <laughs> <laughs> would have not been more stories. To tell. I was like, yeah, this would have been like I made a mistake, man. Yeah, let this woman in my house because he stole all my shit. Next podcast, he would have been bandaged up all on your neck because yeah. she stabbed you or something. Sex was great, but I don't have a TV anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was a freak, but my car stereo's missing. <laughs> yeah, she probably she's she, especially how comfortable she was. Um, she probably would have divulged way more crazier stories. Oh hell that. yeah! yeah. She was like, like I'm just like a really like sexually open person, and I was having a threesome the other night, you know, and <laughs> like you know, it's never been a problem for me, you know. I'm just very open like that, you yeah. know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I've had girls tell me they had threesomes before. They just tell, they just kind of spring it on you. Mm-hmm. Be like, girls be getting comfortable, and they just they just got like a motor mouth. They be saying all kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, one time a girl just like she had mentioned that she had a threesome, and mm-hmm. I was curious. I was like, "Oh, so?" You, and this is what I said, just on purpose to see how she reacted, because I wanted to make it like it was cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, you had two dudes?" Mm-hmm. She was like, "No, it was a girl and a guy." <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get her to say it. She's like, "No." <laughs> I wonder how many women have had threesomes with two dudes before, but they too like embarrassed to tell people. Yeah, that's, that's probably wild. a lot out there. If, yeah, it's probably more than what you think. Mm-hmm. I bet you Lori Harvey didn't have that before. I was just thinking about Lori Harvey. She didn't have Diddy and his son at the same time. Dang. He's like, yeah, take that. Me and my son. <laughs> Me and my son. Take that and take this. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, shake that shit. What's the name? Uh Pat uh Pat and Zylo shot a uh podcast with Diddy on there. They oh. went to his house. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. When was this? They did. They shot it a couple weeks ago, um, oh, but it barely aired. It's Young Miami. She has a uh, oh, okay. I heard City Girl. She has a she has a podcast, and they oh, wow. uh, they did the um, camera work on there. It was funny because on Joe Budden's podcast, he was talking about how the interview looked. He was like, "Man," they, they, he was like, "That camera is floating." He was like, "Man, Eric, like you got to step your game up." Like Eric is a person that mans their cameras uh-huh. on their podcast. He's like, "Man, you got to step that game up." And Pat is the one that was. 
he was the one that was That's operating dope. that camera. Shout so out I told to Pat, him, bro. Yeah, so I told him, and he was like, "Man, I'm gonna put that on my uh, on my story." You got to, man. <laughs> you, sometimes you got to stop being so humble and put talk your shit. Sometimes, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Talk, talk your shit, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, because ain't nobody like. Look, at the end of the day, it's not okay to just be this cocky person. Just do the work, but it's some milestones you just don't want to ignore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I'll I'll say this one, and I'm not gonna go any deeper. But me and Keith have been getting thousands of listens. Mm-hmm. Literal thousands, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. literal, and it's been happening over weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate everybody that's tuned in. But I, th- I think that we're we're taking these um, small milestones because we know they're going to be way larger, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, we appreciate y'all, man, and mm-hmm. kind of got off a. a I don't know. I got off the topic. God damn it! It was a hot chick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll close out the topic by saying that uh, men just be more mindful. Don't just don't just let a, a some big titties. And this girl had cakes and pies. Okay, <laughs> and <laughs> I and I could have totally just got her number and cooperated with her, mm-hmm. but that would have been a waste. There was one girl that like I told you earlier, and I swear to God, I actually used to work with her this before I was truck driving. There was this other chick. Where she told me that her boyfriend had cheated on her. Mm-hmm. So she went to his job and beat his ass. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And she got arrested and like everybody was a witness against her. And she did a little bit of jail time mm-hmm. for assaulting her boyfriend or mm-hmm. her ex-boyfriend. And she told me about that. And I didn't like like want to hook up with her after that. But I did give her my number and she texted me every single morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Every fucking day for two weeks i only responded like three times really and she wrote me every fucking day dang i was not impressed she yeah. was she looked pretty good mm-hmm. she looked pretty good i swear to this true story swear to god but i just couldn't fuck with her because she scared me dog mm-hmm. mind you look at me i'm a big guy she was not that big but she looked like she could have don't know what like yeah she would have fucked you know, me emotional, up bro. emotions run human beings and you know who knows what could happen with yeah. you you may have sex with her and be like telling her um like hey uh i don't know i don't think we should do this anymore like i like you as a person but i think we should stop doing this and she may just be like bust your windows out or some weird nah. stuff she might be you might tell her that <laughs> y'all both naked and then she just pull a knife out of nowhere yeah. You'd be I, like, where the fuck did you get that knife? You ain't got no yeah. clothes on. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. You ever been fucked and stabbed at the same time? Huh? <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's wild, bro. Or if you give her some weak dick, it might she might kill you. Yeah, she'd be like, So that's how you that's how you feel about me? What do you mean? What do you mean? Have something? Two minutes, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes? Huh? I told you what I did to my last boyfriend, right? <laughs> You're like, what do you mean? I, let's just, just give me another chance. Put the gun down, please. Just let give me another chance. <laughs> That'll be yeah. nuts, though. But what if you what if you get a second chance and you get that second round, mm-hmm. but you're so nervous and like scared that you bust the nut fast again? Yeah, shit, for sure. Like, yeah, it's like life or death. Mm-hmm. That shit just come flying out the next time. The only way to save yourself is to nut in her, and she would be happy to have a baby. Damn, that's wild. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's next level, man. You got to keep that on stage for the next time you do stand-up, bro. 
Because oh. they, you know, especially if they in their 30s, they for sure ready to have a baby. Damn. So you can nut fasten, but you like nut in her and she'd be like, oh my gosh. So like, you get upset, upset a woman for the rest of her life? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, how did I come into this world? <laughs> First off, your sorry ass daddy couldn't last two <laughs> so minutes. Sorry ass. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say I don't love you, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right, switching gears. Uh, do, 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 do. Where we at, man? Let's see if we cut one. Uh, 116. Oh, yeah, we got time. All right. Uh, recently, uh, Justin Bieber was diagnosed with Ramsey Hunt syndrome. And apparently, Ramsey Hunt syndrome is where the like half of your face is paralyzed. And it, it's, it looks really bad, man. So, prayers to um, Justin Bieber on this. Let me read a little bit of an article here. It should be here. All right. Um, Justin Bieber says half his face is paralyzed due to Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Justin Bieber revealed Friday that he has been diagnosed with Ramsey Hunt syndrome, which has left half his face paralyzed. The news comes after Bieber postponed several upcoming concerts because of a previously unidentified illness. Uh, In an Instagram video Friday, Bieber showed fans that he can only do things like blinking and smiling with one side of his face. For those who are frustrated by my cancellation, of next shows i'm just physically obviously not capable of doing them bieber said this is pretty serious as you can see i wish i wish this wasn't the case but obviously my body is telling me i gotta slow down and i hope you guys can understand they probably i still want my tickets you need to perform you still got half a face justin (laughs) you can still perform motherfucker (laughs) yeah man prayers to justin man let me see here's the video here I wanted to update you guys on what's been going on. Um, obviously, as you can probably see from my face, um, I have uh, this syndrome called uh, um, Ramsey Hunt syndrome, and it is from this virus that um, attacks the nerve in my ear, my facial nerves, and has caused my face to have paralysis. As you can see, this eye is not blinking. I can't smile on this side of my face. This nostril will not move. So there's full paralysis in this side of my face. So you guys get the gist of it. Justin's having a hard time talking there. I want to keep putting that on there. But yeah, yeah there are some people saying like, this is what happens when you give your soul to Illuminati. I'm like, oh my God. That's stupid. You motherfuckers. Yeah. Here you go with that nonsense. But yeah, but the reason why I'm bringing this up is because <clears throat> a lot of people tend to look at celebrities as these these freaking Teflon people. Like they look at them as these larger than life people, but they deal with the same ailments that we do. And ultimately, you know, you, you, a lot of people don't question their mortality or their health until they see celebrities going through shit, which I don't know why. You know, you start people started questioning their own mortality when they seen Kobe go down in that helicopter. You know, they start questioning themselves when they see, you know, uh, Virgil Abloh and, you know, people like that. But like at the end of the day, bro, they're human just like us. 
And I think that these situations are um, probably the most revealing of those things. Mm-hmm. So, man, I, I feel horrible for Justin, man, because he's a great performer. Mm-hmm. You know, he can sing his ass off, and I hope he makes a 100% recovery because you don't want to see, see that kid like that. He's not even 30. How old is he, like 27? He's 28. 28? Mm-hmm. Shit. That dude, yeah. he's been around for a long time, too. Yeah. He, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, even me, I, I catch myself sometimes like, it doesn't make sense when Chad, Chadwick Boseman dies. It doesn't make sense when right. Uncle Phil dies. It doesn't make sense when Kobe dies in a helicopter accident. Um, but yeah, we just kind of look at like celebrities, athletes as, uh, like larger than life or like, um, you know, like they, they are, uh, immortal, you know what I mean? But I just think these type of situations does kind of bring a certain level of reality to um celebrities lives because you know they just kind of live in live in live in a way where everything is at their at their becking call you know they 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 make a lot of money and they you know they're they they're good looking people they're super talented they tour across the world they release albums and movies and all these different things but you know, you, there's uh, reminders every now and then that these are these are regular human beings, and I think I think it's important too for us as um, fans to uh, allow them to uh, live life a little bit. Like you know, some like there's people like you're saying that might be mad that the tour gets canceled, and you know, telling him that he should sing with the other half of his face or whatever. Yeah, um, but it's like, man, you gotta. You know, I, I I get it in a certain sense because there's some person that may have only got a job, um, like a decent job this year, and you right. know they've been a fan of Justin Bieber and the tours came to their mm. city multiple times, and yeah. you know this is the first time they can afford it. Um, but at the same time, like I I just don't like that. Like I re- I remember when Chadwick Boseman died, um, the first thing that was coming out of some people's mouths was like, "What about Black Panther 2? Yeah, it's like. This man just died. Like, who cares about Black Panther? On this next Black Black Panther, they could use CGI bringing back from the grave. (laughs) It's like, dude, come on. Yeah, like let's worry about that when the time is right. Like, let's you know, let's grieve first, and you know, let's you know, send our condolences to his friends and family and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think Zoe's one, and this is like super weird. Like, if you see the video. He literally is is his face is just still on, yeah, one, side. on one side. Yeah, yeah. he couldn't even like when he was blinking. It was just when like his right eye or whatever. So it's crazy, man. It's got to be traumatic for people who love him and see him like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't heard of it. I'm gonna do a little more research on it, and hopefully, he can make a hundred percent recovery. Yeah, it didn't. See, I mean, it didn't. I don't know the way he was talking about it. It didn't really, seem like it was gonna last forever. Yeah, he seemed but, really positive. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, man. it's just that's tough. Mm-hmm. That's that's gotta suck. Yes, yeah, you know, you're, especially him. His is he's a performer, and his life is kind of centered around making music and stuff like that. You can't really sing if you can't. Part of uh, you know, the way you sing is the way your mouth, like the shapes of your mouth. Right. And if half of your face is paralyzed, I don't really know how that's gonna work. Let me see here. Uh, Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Ramsey Hunt syndrome is a painful rash around the ear. Wow. Or uh, on the ear, on the face, 
or on the mouth. It occurs when the varicella zoster virus infects the nerve in the head. Damn. What the fuck is that? That's wild, bro. Let's see. I heard a Bell's palsy before, though. Um, is it known? Let me see. Du-du-du-du. Compared to Bell's palsy, facial paralysis without rash. Patients with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome often have more severe paralysis at onset and are less likely to recover completely. Whoa. Bell's, hold on. Bell's palsy, paralysis, rest. Patients with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome often have more severe paralysis at onset and are less likely to recover completely. Mm. Damn. See, that's terrible to hear something like that, man. Yeah. What triggers Ramsey-Hunt? It's caused by the da, 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 empty hunt previously inactive dormant. See, I, you can't even. I can't even comprehend this shit. It's a lot of big words. Yeah, a lot of words that I don't want to butcher. Yeah, send out a send up a prayer for Justin, man. Anybody else dealing with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this shit is tough. This is the type of shit that makes people worried. Not not monkeypox. Yeah. You know, monkeypox can be cured. This shit is, I don't know. Yeah. You got anything else, man? I'm going to move on from this. Mm-mm. All right. Switching gears. Let's close this thing out. Um, the importance of vulnerability in men. And I remember Keith had mentioned something about this mm-hmm. uh, last week. Um, I feel like vulnerability is important in men because it, it allows us to be better leaders that way. I think that we can't even lead. We can't lead a woman unless we're vulnerable, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is not vulnerable to the point like vulnerability is a pow- is a superpower just based on the fact that you're keeping people honest around you. Like just some of the shit that we even say on the podcast, being vulnerable enough to like understand that, yeah, you could be embarrassed by it or whatever. But truth be told, we know a lot of people go through this. Like uh, earlier we were talking and I said something about. Falling in love with a girl that was basically being a hoe. Mm-hmm. It's happened to me more than once. I'm over here, you know, falling in love with a chick that's not built for it. Mm-hmm. Is that embarrassing? Yes. But when you're vulnerable enough to admit these things, then it's okay, man. Because mm-hmm. there's somebody else listening to the podcast or probably going through it right now. And this can help them. Mm-hmm. This might be able to help somebody that's in love with a hoe or, uh, you know, a stripper like T-Pain. <laughs> but, yeah, vulnerability is very important. But um, like I mentioned just a second ago, it, it, it keeps people honest around you. Because when you when that's the bar that you hold yourself, other people ain't got no choice. Because mm-hmm. you can't shortchange me and I'm giving you everything. Mm-hmm. You You should be vulnerable with me. But as a man, I have to lead in order for that to be a a real thing yeah um also we talked about this a few times where i was at a funeral about two years ago and the dude was like oh man i can't cry in front of my girl bro and i'm thinking like bro it's a funeral (sighs) and this dude can't said he can't cry that's the sad that's the saddest thing bro if you crying your girl should be the one grabbing you and hugging you bro that's yeah yeah you back yeah the lack of vulnerability to me is weakness. Mm-hmm. It's extreme weakness as a man when you don't have, you don't even have it in you. It's some people like, man, I'm just, I'm too much of a man. I can't cry, homie. I'm like a real man. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. You're a bitch. 
I'm I'm sorry. If you if you don't have if you are running with this this thing, right? Mm-hmm. That oh man, I don't cry or man, I can't cry. I can't show no love. You a bitch. Mm-hmm. You a whole bitch because you don't even have the balls to admit that you're human. Did you know when you cry, it's your body's natural reality to trauma? Did you know that? Your body is crying. You're crying because you're having a natural reaction. Yeah. And you too much of a bitch to cry. Think about that. Yeah. Now, you can say, oh, man, nah, Eddie tripping, man. He just a crybaby. Well, I'm more of a man than you are because I'll admit there are times where I just cry because of what's going on inside me. Yeah. I have a father that's dying of a terminal illness. My dad has stage four cancer. Sometimes I'm at work. I just cry. Mm-hmm. My grandfather passed away two years ago. Sometimes I just cry. Mm-hmm. There's people going through. Uh, uh, Keith's uncle passed away, who I, also, who, I, who I also had a relationship with, and he was a great dude. Mm-hmm. You know, my cousin just died last week. Yeah, on yeah. the day of his cousin's funeral. Yeah. So Keith, me, Keith, and other men go through shit all the time, and yeah. to sit back and just be like, man, sh- you know it's tough, but you know. I'm a man. I don't cry. I got to be tough. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, you're a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. You need if you are too afraid of crying, bro, bro, you're going to die someday, homie. Mm-hmm. You're going to take all that grief and all that pain and all that 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 bottled up emotion. You know what happens when you shake up a soda? You know how it swells up with carbonation? Yeah. This may not be the best analogy. But <laughs> mm-hmm. that's basically what you are. You are fucking loaded to the top, full of emotion that is just bottled up, dude. Yeah. You got to decompress. You have to decompress. You really don't have a choice. But if you're too much of a coward to do it, you're going to find out how badly that's going to affect your life. Mm-hmm. No, nah, man, it's uh, 100%. I think uh, I was trying to look for it right now, but my cousin had mentioned something, and I wish I was... Uh, I remembered exactly what he said, but he was essentially saying like the reason why um, Winston Churchill was heralded as like one of the best leaders in the, in the world is um, or in history was because of his vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And it was a specific quote that he shared with me that I, I just don't remember right now. But um, it's a it's a it's a superpower. I think it's e- it's easy not to like be vulnerable in situations. Right. It's easy not to admit how you're feeling in certain situations because it 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 makes you look cool you mm-hmm. know if you're if you're like i had to admit to one of my friends that i was jealous of him because he got engaged do you know what mm-hmm. i mean and it, it's a it's it's an uncomfortable situation to put yourself in because we always want to look cool we always want to look like we got things together um but in reality like the real superpower is like it being able to admit those things being able to, you know, and, and what happens too is like it, I think for the most part, most people have surface level relationships. Mm-hmm. You could spend a night at somebody's house. Y'all could play play sports together for your whole life. Y'all could have been on the roustabouts together then went to play high school football and, you know, maybe you went on to college and played and y'all still like kick it every now and then. He could go into the league and y'all still like – chop it up y'all got pictures on instagram together but until you can admit to your friend that you jealous of him for whatever Mm. reason you don't have no real friendship you Mm. know what i mean like it what happens is like a lot of times like in 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 terms of like um 
relationships and friendships and stuff like that. It's just not, there's no level of vulnerability. Like all we can communicate with about is like sports or, you know, uh, team things going on in TMZ, the breakfast club interviews, whatever the case may right. be, um, which is cool. Like, you know, you could chop it up, but like, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, you got friends that just go through stuff on their own, you know? And, and sometimes I, I've seen it in cases to where, there is that type of like vulnerable relationship where like your friend is going through something and then, you know, you'll be able to uh, like uh, say, for example, like um, a person is going through a trying time, like their parents died or something like that. And then that friend is there to kind of like help them, you know, in whatever, whatever way they can, whether that's showing up and bringing them food or hanging out with them and putting a smile on their face. Um, Cool. But then, Sometimes that friend is not there during like the happy times. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you can't even. So it's it's it goes both ways, right? Like there's some people that be around for the sad part of your life because it it makes them feel good to be able to help mm-hmm. you out in some capacity. But say you got a new job or you you know you just started a new business or you mm-hmm. you know you went off and did I don't know you got thousands of streams on your podcast or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be and they kind of know where to be found. You know? Yeah, that's, it happens a lot because mm-hmm. uh, what happens is whenever you're Whenever you're doing bad and people are supporting you, then it more or less can mean, you know what, I'm here for you because I'm better than you right now. So yeah. let, let me remind you by that by not telling you, but let me just exist in your life. I'm important. I'm this. important mm-hmm. to you. But when you become successful, it's it reminds me of the insecurities within myself. So I'd rather step away from you than exist in your world because in your world, you're better than me now. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people like that. Yeah. There are a lot of people that will support you. It's just It happens to all of them. Like Drake. When Drake first popped off, everybody loved Drake. Mm-hmm. Drake was getting love. They loved Drake. Mm-hmm. But when Drake hit that second, that motherfucking second gear... People was off Drake. Ah, oh, he sing too much. Ah, oh, he gay. Ah, oh, he too emotional. Ah, oh, and it's like, bro, why? <laughs> you, know mm-hmm. you don't have to like Drake or something mm-hmm. like that. But at the same time, some of the shit people say is just based off of you know maybe the attention they they get. Who knows? Yeah. I've been jealous of. I in in the past, I've been jealous of men for something that they couldn't control, and it's not their fault. Like it'll be a girl that I like. And I'm non-existent to her, but that girl likes some dude that I know. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching the dude game her up and probably fuck her. And I'm just like, man, like, I like her. But Mm -hmm. truth be told, uh, first of all, she doesn't have to like you. Second of all, that ain't got nothing to do with dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he didn't do it. He just existing. He just existing. Yeah. He just got the gift of gab. Mm -hmm. Not even the gift of gab. He just existing and she liked him. Yeah. You know, but it's nothing to get jealous about. Like, that's life. Yeah. Like that if that's probably the probably the most realistic like example of life. Yeah, the crazy part is like, you know, those those type of jealousy or those type of insecurities, like oftentimes the person that is, you know, you're speaking about or thinking about or the one that's causing you to be jealous just don't is not even aware of the situation. Not even aware. Yeah. They're not even living aware. Life. They're not even they're not worried about what you got going on. And not in a bad way. They're just not even aware of like how you're feeling. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Cause they 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 probably just they don't even know how you feel about anything. Yeah. So it's like, 
they can <laughs> so bad and like they could probably talk to you about it like hey man i was just hollering at such and such she gave me her number not knowing on the inside you just feeling like like i really like this girl I, yeah exactly i've had situations i've had situations where i was really feeling a chick or whatever and then i run into some dude that i know but kind of don't know him and then sometimes i don't know why we do this as men but i, I i've done it where i've talked like oh man uh are you familiar with like wendy some girl named wendy Oh, Wendy. Oh, yeah. I, I fucked her. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen a few times. Yeah. And you just like, damn, man. Yeah. Dang. That's yeah. rough. Y'all be like, oh, yeah, bro. Like, are y'all talking or something? Like, mm-hmm. as soon as a dude respond, like, are y'all talking? You'd be like, uh, no, not really. I'm just, and the truth be told is you lying. Mm-hmm. Like, because you don't want, like, people to know that you really are, like, liking this girl a lot. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like. Oh, y'all ain't talking. Oh, yeah, but yeah, we used to fuck. I used to fuck her. Uh, you know, <laughs> damn, man. I wouldn't do that. The only time I would do that, like, the only time I've done something like that is um, one time my, my roommate in college, uh, he was really feeling this girl mm-hmm. um, that I was like, I didn't like, I just got a little bit ahead. Yeah. Um, but he was like really feeling her and she was like hanging out at the apartment and it was mm-hmm. just so awkward. I just yeah. had to let him know like, Hey, like, you know, we had a, you know, I not that we was dating or nothing, but I was like, we had a little thing going on. So, you know, just be mindful of it. And he was not tripping at all. So yeah. I was I like, I probably would have never even told him, man. Why not? I don't know. man. This is, I, I mean, we that's, were, that's something she needs to fucking tell him. I don't think so. I, I mean, for me, like, if it's on my heart, I'm going to tell you. And we friends. Like, yeah, it ain't like, that's true. you know, it ain't like, I just don't want no awkwardness. And she yeah. probably wouldn't have told him just because, you know, it doesn't, it's, you know, it, you know, I don't know, whatever it's the like, case Yeah, so keep telling me you guys used to fuck. Like, but that's not a big deal. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm cool with it too. All right, let's go hang out. Yeah, he seemed to not really care because it didn't change any of the way he was moving. I was like, I just had to let you know. He was so like, oh, that's cool. I'm a cuck anyways. <laughs> <laughs> was the head good, dude? What? <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Was Keith a good performer? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. But no, for sure. Like, I think overall, what happens with um, vulnerability, like, also keeps you alive. Yeah. Because um, I've, you know, heard of situations where um, someone didn't have anybody to talk to. Yes. You know, and, you know, that may trigger warning that may lead to suicide. That may lead to people being in, you know, situations where, if they just talked to the right person or talked to more people, they would have had, you know, more of an outlet to get, you know, good advice or, you know, opportunities to um, empower themselves through through different means, whether that's a church or a podcast or therapy or whatever the case may be. Um, but sometimes like we, we, you know, bottling stuff up is just, it, it can, you know, it can be deadly, man. Yes. Um, and I think for, for me, what I've realized, like, is uh, me having the ability to to be vulnerable with you know just people around me. Many things you just don't you don't realize how that it empowers people. Mm-hmm. You know, just like even like the relationship with my mom has kind of grown um, a lot more now that I'm in my in my thirties, mm-hmm. um, and it's partly just because like I'm more vulnerable. You the know, bumper on the Jeep was missing. <laughs> yeah, man, you don't. It doesn't get more, and it's still missing right now. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, just and just thinking about like for me, I started going to therapy uh, last year, I think, or the year. I don't know how long it's been, mm-hmm. but um, now maybe like four or five 
people in my family, maybe six people in my family have started going to therapy now. Mm -hmm. So, and it's literally just me saying like, hey, I go to therapy. And, you know, just something that small, you know, you realize Mm -hmm. like the kind of the the trickle. It's not just that though. Because mm-hmm. you got to be honest about something, Keith. I think that it's it's because of how your family or people view you. Mm-hmm. When you're a person that has some form, when you have, when you're a legitimate person, when mm-hmm. you when you're a person who is not a bullshit human being, when yeah. you actually mean something and you have value to a lot of people, and then they see you doing something, yeah, that's the value, and that's why they done it. Mm-hmm. Had this been somebody else, even in the family. If this person has a history of not being very reliable or not being very consistent, then people are just going to wash over. Like, people, yeah, you know, some people be in therapy; they still be terrible people. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't really work. Like, hey, I'm in therapy, but I'm still cussing people out and yeah, bad it, parent and all this stuff. Right. Not just that. I'm just saying, people seeing you, and because you're a legit human being, that's what really influenced them. Yeah, I think sure. that it's not really a matter of. You know, I'm Keith, the son or the brother. I don't think that that's what it was. Mm -hmm. I think it's you as a human being. When people buy into you as a human being, they're more likely to follow up with something you're doing if they Mm -hmm. see value in you. You know how many parents love their children, but their kid ain't shit? Yeah. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, it's just, that's what it is. It's just Mm -hmm. how it is across the board. But here's the thing. I don't want to conflate too many things. But in regards in this conversation of vulnerability... Some people aren't vulnerable enough to admit, I don't got money like that. Yeah. There are people that will put themselves in debt and pay a thousand, twelve hundred dollar car payments just to look like they got money to fit in because they can't be around people that they, they can't basically they want to hang with a so a certain social ladder mm-hmm. and they'd rather be a social climber than be around people that are in their tax bracket or yeah. actually be like, yo, I don't have the money to do that. Yeah. Maybe someday I'll have the money to get that. Yeah. But they are not honest with themselves or with others mm-hmm. because they have a deep fear of that. Mm-hmm. And the, you know what's crazy too? And I'm not speaking on nobody, but there are people that drive way nicer cars than me and Keith and got less money than us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not judging nobody's pockets, but they're doing that because they cannot be honest with themselves Mm -hmm. and they cannot be vulnerable enough with themselves if that's a thing. Because if they was, they wouldn't be driving a 2022 Mercedes. Yeah. That they can't even afford to put fucking gas in. Yeah. Like just as men, as a society, but as men, we got to be better. Yeah. Vulnerability allows us to be better leaders in our parenting, in our relationships, as a man, as a friend, in every facet. And some people will listen to me like, Eddie and Keith ain't got no kids. They don't know shit. Okay, motherfucker, you say that now. But when you go home and you fake it in front of your wife and you fake it in front of your kids, they can see you're full of shit. You will be a better leader if you actually were honest and vulnerable enough for them to see it. Because now they don't feel so bad about who they are and they can be honest with you and the world. But you set a bad, like, you don't even, you set what, like a false precedent mm-hmm. when you like don't. You always got it together. Yeah, always, we always got it together. But on the, on the backside of it, your kids see you struggling. Some people can't even apologize. Like, no. You can't even say I'm sorry. You can't say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Man, I, man, if I ever did somebody wrong, especially now, I'd be like, hey, man. I want to apologize to you. I, I hit up my cousin, I don't know how many years ago, at least probably probably three years ago probably, and I, I, I wrote her because I wrote something that was pretty insensitive. 
to the LGBT community. I mm-hmm. said, I said something. I basically, in a nutshell, I said, gay people make a choice to be gay. Now this mm-hmm. was no, no. I said this how many years ago? I said this about seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. I said this. I said gay people make a choice to be gay, mm-hmm. and something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then, like over a little over three years ago, I just remembered that I said that, and I apologized to my cousin, mm-hmm. and I, she was just was like taken back, like, "Wow, really?" Mm-hmm. She's like, "I, I, I deeply accept your apology." And I do remember you saying that, but I knew you wasn't a bad person. I said, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. I need to apologize and tell you that I'm sorry because mm-hmm. my worldview has changed enough mm-hmm. for me to understand that what I said was very insensitive to your situation. Yeah. And it, yeah. Takes, it takes a certain type of person. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but it takes a certain type of person to go back seven, eight years ago about something you said and it is it just clicks in your mind and you just go right to your cousin's DM and tell her, hey, I apologize for saying that. Yeah, I uh just today my um my cousin's grandma had uh apologized to my mom for something that she had said over a year ago, maybe maybe pre pandemic. Wow. Um and basically she was just um, asking about my dad, but she didn't know that my parents were separated. Mm. And she was like, oh, I, you know, she was in real time. She was like, I forgot. I've been wanting to come to church to see you, to tell you about, you know, I apologize for making a joke about whatever the case may be. And that's like, that's the type of stuff that like really um, resonates with people. And it really yeah. like brings people closer. It does. You can apologize for something you did seven years ago. Mm-hmm. You can apologize for something you did two years ago. That mm-hmm. like it's just a certain level of accountability that most people don't have, and when you yeah. do see those things and you hear those things, it, it, it's and, it's powerful. And what you'll find is sometimes the people that you apologize to, they'll be like, you know what, I do remember that. I never took it as a big deal because I knew your heart, but I deeply appreciate that apology. And in some people where it's been on their heart for the whole time and it's been hurting them, and by you addressing that without them having to like coerce you into doing it, mm-hmm. that really is going to lift the whole weight off their shoulders, man. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it, it's some people that, here's the fucked up thing. There's some people that 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 lack vulnerability so bad, they're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not apologizing for shit. I don't give a fuck about shit. <laughs> I don't regret nothing. I, I don't do re- everything I don't I do. regret nothing. Yeah, I stand on that. But as soon as that funeral happened, man, I should have told him how I felt. I felt <laughs> so terrible. I can't believe I yeah. didn't say nothing. You yeah. fucking punk. All you had to do was fucking apologize. That's <laughs> all you had to do was apologize. But now you at the funeral crying like a moron <laughs> because you didn't act when you should have act. I'm yeah. going to challenge everybody on this podcast. If you got a family member, if you got an uncle, you got a cousin, you got a brother, you got a sister, somebody that you don't fuck with, that you don't like, and at one time you love them, and you deep down in your heart you still got love for them right now, reach out to them and say, hey, I know we're not good. I just want to let you know that I, I always will love you. I have love in my heart for you. And anything that I have possibly done wrong, I apologize, and I hope you feel the same way. And if they don't fuck with you at that point, then fine. At least you tried. But some of y'all... On your end, you're going to feel much better. On your end, you're going to feel a lot better. Because you know be- you tried. Because it takes two to tango in most mm-hmm. cases. And you've done something that also contributed to the, the, the ill will in that situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you might want to do it, bro. Because going to a couple funerals in the last couple years has really, really reinforced the idea that life is... 
a day-to-day fucking process, buddy. Yeah, man. It's a day-to-day process. You start losing people. As you get older, you realize that that's the case. So you can keep on. That's the thing, man. I don't want to go down a fucking wormhole, but it's crazy to me how people be playing with life, man. It's just one big game to people. Mm-hmm. They think they can hold. I'm petty. I don't care. I'm petty. You want to hold a, a, a grudge and be petty, and then all of a sudden, the person you was petty towards dies, and now you got all this, oh, my God, I feel. There was literally this girl that I seen on Facebook that was cracking jokes on her, on her, uh, on her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like cracking jokes on him, cracking fat jokes like I was too good for him anyways. I'm just done. I'm moving on with my life and talking all this shit about her baby's daddy, right? Dude died probably like eight months later, five months later, something like that. And she was like, I always loved you and this and that. I'm like, well, you had a fucked up way of showing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. That I, For me, I, I get right with everything in real life. Yeah, man. Like I'm not. You're not gonna catch me out here talking crazy about my dad or whomever, my mom in 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 real time, and then when they pass away, it's something completely different. Like I love who I love, and it's gonna be that way on Earth, and you know, and when people are gone as well. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yep. crazy, man. Yep. Well, <clears throat> hopefully you guys took some away from that. Um, we appreciate you guys, especially out there in uh aurora colorado you guys have been really showing some love here let's go ahead and uh let me run down a list real quick some of you guys are really fucking running it up man all right let's see here what we got here uh carson city nevada shout out to carson shout city. out to carson city showing us some lot of love shout out to aurora colorado shout out to austin texas obviously bakersfield pine mountain club los angeles sacramento Huntsville, West West Valley City, Tallahassee, San Diego, Phoenix, Van Nuys, St. Paul, Richardson, Queens. Shout out to Queens, yo. Monk, <laughs> Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Nah, man. we ain't getting the uh, listens in Charlemagne hometown. Yep. Uh, Madison Heights. Shout out to Jacksonville. Shout out to Huntington Park. Shout out to Glendale. Shout out to Cambridge. Shout out to Arvin. Uh, and only a few out there. One in was only one in Amsterdam. Got some in London, uh, Bay of Hyde, and Vancouver. Uh, dude, there's a whole lot. If you go, let me see here. If you go to the all-time list, Bakersfield is holding us down still more than everybody. Yeah. But, you know, we got a lot of numbers other places. Bakersfield, L.A., Aurora, Colorado, Sacramento, Carson City, Glendale, Hattiesburg, Dallas, Brooklyn, San Diego, New Orleans, North Hollywood, Delano, Mountain View, Harlan, North Bergen, San Antonio, Las Cruces. Uh, shout out to Las Cruces, New Mexico. Anaheim, Fresno, San Francisco, Pacoima, Chicago, Houston, Ashburn, Lake Stevens, Grape, Grapevine, uh, Van Nuys, Kansas City, Pine Mountain Club, Valley Stream, Madisonville, Ontario, Reno, Denham Springs, Lancaster, Corona, New York, Fontana, North Hills, Minneapolis, Austin, Panorama City, Boston, Tab. Albuquerque, Seattle, Sherman Oaks, and the Bronx. People really starting to really, really, really starting to fuck with it for reals, man. Mm-hmm. We appreciate y'all. Had to shout out the, you know, had to personalize the shout outs instead of doing that. And make sure you guys tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's continue to move this fucking needle on this podcast. And yeah. let's start getting this thing ranked up with the top podcasts out here. Head on down to a Trucker's Mind podcast on YouTube. Subscribe, share, like, 
Repost if you can. Notification bell. Hit that notification bell so you can hear um, uh, us say crazy things on here. Mm -hmm. Um, We appreciate you. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to our Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fangs. We're out of here. Peace.